0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hi, greetings. Welcome in Wednesday.
1: I almost said Monday. It's Wednesday. We're halfway there. And we're in a new month. Goodbye, October. Hello. November, or as I call it, Fall February. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, yes. Our our ongoing dispute no. on how much we like the month of November. Caleb's a big fan. I think Birthday uh, month. Birthday month. Happy uh, birthday to my wife today. Oh, she's a November first. That's fun. The she d- loves
2: her some Halloween.
1: That's a that's a great day for a birthday. The day after Halloween. I like that. Candy like, on sale. It's, a, it's an interesting question. If you, you, you know, birthdays become less of a big deal as you get older, but to the, to the extent that you still enjoy and celebrate your birthday and look forward to it, what's the best time to have a birthday? I, I think November 1st is good. I like mine. I like mine August 7th because it is right in kind of a valley of anything. No Nothing else is going on. You're a month past July 4th. You're a ways until, like, labor day or halloween or anything else there's really nothing else it's a good time to to celebrate it's basically i like mine you're
2: looking at where is the where's the desert where we needed a holiday right you're going oh i got a birthday there but halloween
1: is uh, the day after halloween is uh is kind of cool because the night before you kind of feel like is a ramp up where everyone's partying Mm -hmm. anyway yeah to sort of celebrate you i like that i like that I like the gold. I like I like to get some gold. I like to have gold in case anything goes crazy. I like that. Sorry, my wife's I've heard birthday. The same commercial too many times. My wife's
2: birthday is the day after Halloween. I like, I like that. that.
1: <laughs> now my now my 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 wife and I did a disservice for my son and uh, got him a birthday of December twenty second. But to his but to his credit. What? <laughs>
2: that's got to, other than the 25th, that's yeah. got to be like one of the worst, right? But to
1: his credit, he, he does never complain. He says he likes it. He He's liked it as a kid because it almost always times with either the last day of school uh, before holiday break or the first day of break on holiday break. So I think he enjoys just like the the... The huge party of like that that three day period that's coming up there, but I don't. I, I the only the uh, only other time I would do it is I would plot my birthday in February if I could just just a little a little beam of light in the desert of of the.
2: I the mean winter. Feb- February's got Valentine's Day. Would you want to go? Yeah, late, but I don't care. you want to I know, anywhere. but would you want to just go late January?
1: Yeah. Like, my, my wife's birthday, I think my wife's might be a little early. She's January 17. Maybe okay. Maybe pop on a couple weeks on top of that. Maybe, like, yeah, February 1st, January 31st, something okay. like that might be ideal.
2: Okay.
1: Ideal. I don't know.
2: I'm November 19, so... Do you
1: like your birthday? I do. I'm very... Cl- I mean, it's, well, in, it, in certain years, that's a few days from Thanksgiving.
2: Well, there have been... There's a lot of... there. There's... I've gone to a number of Husker football games on my birthday. Okay. There are, you get into basketball season, college basketball season. Growing up, though, I managed to hit it all through high school that my birthday was during the week. That's the first week because we never made state playoffs for football and especially weren't playing in the, in the state championship <laughs> mm-hmm. games. But that was always the first week that we could practice for basketball, that being my favorite sport, my dad, the varsity head coach. I got two-a-days on my birthday. I loved it. Wake up, go play basketball, hang out at school, go play more basketball.
1: Uh, The earliest Thanksgiving can be possibly is Thursday, November 23rd. Yep, and that's the other
2: part is I always dodge it being on Thanksgiving, but when I would see family for Thanksgiving, I would also get presents and no one else was getting presents. Right.
1: Yeah. so no, no, I I had that wrong. November twenty second is the earliest. The earliest it is twenty second. Uh it's twenty-third this year. The earliest can be the twenty second. The latest it can be is November twenty-eighth. So you still same same thing about yeah. what you were saying. That's early. Yeah, and don't look now. I mean, it's now that we're into November, right? You, we've got daylight saving time this weekend. Oh boy. See, that's I mean, when when I talk about fall, February. Yeah, baby. When I talk who could who could apl- you applauding Setting the clock back? Seriously? Yeah, give me that extra hour of sleep. Oh, no. no, no. That, I would never. That one hour of sleep is not worth the early darkness. In any world. I mean, I'll
2: find an hour of sleep. Well, he's real rich from the guy who woke up at six yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that extra hour of sleep. Oh, that, that's no big I deal. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. I was not. Uh, I, oh, are you applauding an extra hour of sleep? Listen, <laughs> uh,
1: it's not worth it. Whatever. Whatever. I like an hour of sleep like anybody, but it is not worth to me. Darkness at five PM or whatever it starts at it, it, here pretty soon. Those that Sunday, this coming Sunday, the fifth. Oh, that's the worst when it sets in. When it sets in and it's like five thirty or whatever, whatever time the sun is going to set. That's nah,
2: great. Get that the fire point. pit out.
1: I did that last night. I did that last night. Hopefully, everybody had a a nice Halloween. Uh, <laughs> stayed warm. We had the we did have the the solo stove put out on my driveway. Uh Caleb and and his family stopped by, had a lot of trick-or-treaters in the area. The uh but the, the the hit of the night Caleb was not the candy, was not the TV that I set out to put the World Series on for people to walk by. It was definitely the solo stove with a <laughs> fire going on. People were like, "Oh,
2: can I can I warm myself?" I was like, "Yep, you can. There you go." And also, also I thought there were kids were going to light themselves on yeah, fire. That been. They they don't know how to be around yes, fire. Yes. <laughs>
1: It's a little bit of a concern make smarter choices um, but the other thing is i had no there was a real people are really interested so i don't do people know what solo stoves are do you know what a solo stove is that's a thing that's a fire pit that i had out yeah, there yeah
2: I, I mean i saw it
1: yeah but, it's a, but what ma- what makes it different it, it the thing that makes it different is that it is not very smoky Compared to a regular fire pit, and I don't even know how it works scientifically exactly. It's something with the air circulation. But if you keep the wood and you keep everything below the the top of it, it produces like weirdly little smoke. Um, and so for that reason, I don't know why else people like them so much. But I had a bunch of people say, "Oh, I want one of those. Ooh, I'm going to get one of those." Sometimes I like that. So I don't know. It was very. It was the talk of the neighborhood. My solo stove.
2: Good. Look at you. Very look popular.
1: At me. Look at me.
2: And once again, another Halloween. I go to your neighborhood and I get a beer.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: I love your neighborhood <laughs> on Halloween. Uh but
1: <laughs> anyway, getting back yeah, getting back to the calendar. So uh Thanksgiving is three weeks from tomorrow already. Like we start moving once we get into November, don't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. Thanksgiving three weeks from tomorrow. So tomorrow's the second. Thanksgiving this year is on the twenty-third, right? We got you know we got four Saturdays in November. Uh, I guess I should say three Saturdays and one Friday where we're gonna have football games. Uh, the Michigan State this weekend, Maryland on the 11th in Lincoln, at Wisconsin on the 18th, and then Black Friday the 24th. Uh, you will have you will have uh, Iowa. So, and it's not. I do like when Thanksgiving falls early uh, in the range because it can go from the 22nd to the 28th. I like that maximum time. I'd rather have the earlier Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and the later. You know the the dis the distance be, Cause, cause, as, be as extensive as it can.
2: Yes, because you're set on Christmas. It's going to be the 25th, no right. matter what. But if you can get it earlier for Thanksgiving, you separate those out a little bit more. So you get a full, full, you get almost a full five weeks. Yeah,
1: you get four weeks and one, two, three, four, five days. Four weeks and five days. The max you can have is um, is four weeks and six days. Not quite five weeks, if I'm doing my math right on this. So. Uh, you you won't quite be there, but that's good. But the shortest the shortest years at, uh Thanksgiving will happen on the twenty eighth, and when you've got that, you've got um, what? Not even not even four weeks. Yeah, you're you're you have Three weeks and six days maximum, which it goes really fast. Then at that point, so anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to November. Glad to. And the the weird thing is too, we are on the on the precipice, Caleb. Of switching from again, what was a very the the fire pit was definitely needed last night. It was very chilly out there, although not too bad without any wind. But we're on the precipice of uh, flipping a switch into some dang nice weather here. Uh, still a little chilly today, a little breezy today, low fifties today, and those wind gusts can be up to thirty miles an hour. So you know what? I take it back. Today's going to be kind of crummy, uh, but. Sunny skies today. Sunny skies tomorrow. We'll be close to sixty tomorrow, and then hello, look at the weekend, everyone. Friday sixty five, Saturday sixty two, Sunday sixty five. Sunny skies on a lot of those days. Yeah, and then back into the uh, back into the fifties for Monday and Tuesday. But this weekend looks mm, fantastic. Good. Get. I need the leaves all to fall. To be honest. I I need to get the leaves down because I've got that window Friday Saturday Sunday to rake and or mow and I don't even know what my how I'm going to do it this year, but to get rid of those I'd like to do it when I got that kind of weather outside. So let's see if we can get all those. That maybe that thirty mile an hour wind will help tonight. And I got to ask again: Do the pumpkin patches considering? Do the pumpkin patches consider reopening their doors? Yeah, special one one special more weekend. Sixty two, like like you said, road football game at eleven a.m. Uh, sunny skies. Come on, people still like pumpkins are still a thing in November. I mean, I'm not asking to go. Don't get me wrong. I've, I'm out of that that. Uh, that place in my life, for the most part, but I can't imagine there still some money to be made there.
2: There's got, to, I mean, it's a lot better temperature and, and conditions for the final weekend compared to what last weekend was.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. So let's keep this going a while. Let's make November. Uh, that'll make November a little less the f- fall February if we get some nice weather during the uh, most of it. Don't put those cargo shorts away yet. I won't. I mean, I don't put them away ever now anymore. To be honest, it's just it's a year round thing for me here at this <laughs> point, especially the way the the winters. It's
2: a personality trait.
1: The way that the winters have been.
2: Uh, heads up, state volleyball starts today. Yeah, it does. You're going to get a state. lot. Well, you're you're going to get a lot of... It's an ABC1 today, right? Yeah, so so it's your three biggest classes. So you're not quite hitting the smaller classes where where you get a lot further out into the state of Nebraska.
1: So it'll kind of change since it's going to be at Pinnacle Bank Arena today and tomorrow. Um and Friday, mm-hmm. and then Devaney for the finals on Saturday, I believe.
2: Yep. So, which really like because they've gone to this for for volleyball, where it's it's all at the one place, and, and for for basketball they've changed it to where it's right. all between Devaney and PBA. That kind of changes up the traffic pattern when when you have the state tournaments here is that it's not across the city going, okay, what high school has it today? Mm-hmm. It's all on that side of the city. Yep,
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I, by the way, I like that. I like that a lot better. I like uh, they've that. They've done that with basketball. <laughs> I like that. I like <laughs> a birthday in November. I like that. I like having gold. I like that. <laughs> But <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, Class A, B, and C1, they'll get going today, and then they'll have a day off, and this mm-hmm. is kind of like what they do for basketball, uh, and then C2, D1, D2 will play at PBA all the way 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or whenever uh, during the day tomorrow, and then they'll go into the semifinals for all classes on Friday, and then the uh, championships throughout the day Saturday, so yeah, and we got, and we have, we got a
2: lot of Lincoln flavor, got a
1: lot of Lincoln and local Lincoln flavor as, as well, Lincoln and, Lo- this is a solid, not surprisingly, um, it it is interesting to see what, when you get to these high school state tournaments, you know, where, where Omaha is kind of dominant and where, where Lincoln, uh, or where some of the other parts of the state really have a lot of success. Uh, with state volleyball, state volley, excuse me, state volleyball is one of them where you've got a lot of really good across the classes, local teams. So, like today, you'll have what three Lincoln teams in Class A mm-hmm. playing in Pius East and Southwest. That's right. And then Class B, you'll have Waverly and you'll have Norris mm-hmm. uh, and Seward. Yeah, who, Seward, who will off be the road. in terms of uh, local ones, and then um, Syracuse in in C one. And then when you get going tomorrow, Mal- Malcolm's in
2: C one right. Oh, Malcolm's there. there too.
1: Yeah, yeah, Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm's uh, there at everything right now. And then Lincoln Lutheran is the prohibitive favorite to win C two when That's they get right. going when they get going tomorrow too. So, yeah, a lot uh, a lot of Lincoln related schools that will be playing volleyball. I feel like It'll as we go I'm through, try that, and get out there. Maybe like, on we Friday. need to
2: adopt a D one and a D two team.
1: Is there? Do we not have? Let's see. Uh, we got. Uh, Burwell, Guardian Angels, C- Central Catholic or CC, Amherst, BDS, Elgin, PJ, Southwest, not to be confused with Lincoln Southwest. Did you say Elgin PJ? What's PJ? That's what it says in the in my sheet that I have. What's PJ? Uh, Pope John. So it's it just El- says PJ. So, so
2: so there's two there's two schools in yeah, Elgin it's consolidated. In so yeah. it's Elgin Public in, El-
1: right. in Pope John. S A M and Saint Mary's Sumner,
2: eddyville Miller.
1: Okay, S A M, and then uh, D two we got. Shelton and Cambridge, why not? And Wallace, Central Valley and Overton, and Stewart and Meridian. So,
2: can you point to any of those on a map? Um,
1: those no, okay, no. <laughs> I could do uh, uh in, in D1, I could show you where Amherst is roughly.
2: Okay, well, here's because I've been in Amherst. Yeah, if you can point out Amherst yeah you can ballpark Overton okay. Not not that far from there. As a matter of fact, Shelton's not that far from there I, either. It's on the other side of Carney. I
1: know Amherst because when we used to go to the Carney Snow Jam basketball tournament <laughs> yeah, every single Snow year. Snow Jam. We got we got a couple years. We got sent to the secondary sites in Amherst <laughs> and got to look at all their wrestling state title banners that they had there, which they had a lot
2: of. All the state title banners and none of the cell reception.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was not necessarily something <laughs> that uh, that they were. They were doing either. uh One other quick thing. Uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the the morning drive. This is interesting. Did you see that they had their um, their first race at the uh, at the new War Horse track? No, yesterday? I missed that. Yeah, so they've got they've got to do a race every year to legally they've got to do a an officially sanctioned in person race to keep their license essentially to do simulcast betting uh-huh. on horse racing this has been the case without at lincoln race course for a while they used to do it they used to do it at lincoln race course um but now they've got they've got the i didn't i haven't been out there forever i didn't realize that they have the track out there um that's pretty much set up so they had uh to you know check that box to get that done they had a two horse race it was a one-on-one head-to-head matchup between uh a couple of horses uh had That's a group hustle. Awesome. yeah <laughs> yep they did uh how do you take the wagers on that <laughs> uh julie jean was the winner won the uh won the race over a horse that was named i don't know how to it's all one word i knew a gal like that i n e w a g a l l i k e that t h a t so congratulations to uh, julie jean for being the winner and Sorry to I knew a guy like that for being second place, which is also last place. Yeah,
2: champion for another in,
1: year. In that race. So but it sounds like the track held up pretty well. I think it's a lot better. The one year they did that single race to the Lincoln Race course and one of the horses got away or something. And I think they just did it on kind of a straightaway. It was very it was not a Kentucky Derby type situation. You you've only there. got so
2: many horses to watch for. Right. right.
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh they got that going and uh they'll be That'll be that'll be a bigger deal, I'm sure, here when they get live racing going regularly around there. And I, next year, they're going to do multiple races in the in the late summer, early fall. This will be the last year where they just do that one single race to check the box. All right, that's what's going on this morning. We got 21 degrees. Gee, many Christmas, 21 degrees. It's chilly out there right now. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on K-L-I-N.
3: Getting the whole story. Always accurate coverage. 1499.3 KLIN.
0: A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. But first,
4: please, 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 please,
0: please, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall.
1: All right, welcome back. It is time for a Fantasy Oscars keyword. A new week, a new draft, a new set of prizes. Well, the same prizes, but just another another pair of them from Alumni Hall and Valentinos. With Nebraska playing Michigan State this week, we are asking you if and when you think the first turnover of the game will happen. And if you want to venture a pick on that, you first have to win that pick. Uh, To win that pick, you've got to be one of the people who sends in a keyword to us for each pick. So for this pick, pick number three overall, we've got a keyword for you to text into us at 402-479-1400, and that keyword is?
2: State. State. S-T-A-T-E. State. And this is the fifth overall pick of the week.
1: Thanks for the fact check. You're it's welcome. Wednesday. I have not been able to get my head around what day it is this week <laughs> quite a little bit. I, for some reason, had in my mind that today was Tuesday. It is Wednesday. Uh, so fifth overall pick, not that it matters at all. Uh, it all works the same regardless. So uh, text in state to 402-479-1400. We're going to pick one of the people who text that in to text back and say, hey, you got the pick. When do you think the first turnover happens? quarter and time of game with our new picks in from yesterday uh what kind of variety do we have with these picks uh, so far, the Caleb?
2: latest into the game we go second quarter ten fifty remaining that from matt and shelly our latest picker said first quarter seven thirty seven. that's the earliest we've got right now
1: okay um will will anyone dare to venture into the second half that's an interesting Ooh. question Again, it's it's a particularly unique situation with turnovers because you are dealing with two of the uh, bottom four, I guess it'd be bottom six because it's a four-way tie for second to last, two of the bottom six when it comes to frequency of turnovers, meaning they do it a lot, not a little, as Nebraska fans probably know at this point. Michigan State is right there with them, so... How long can they go with actually without actually doing it? And hopefully, Nebraska will be the recipient of that first turnover. But when will it be? So this is going to be a fun, interesting one to follow here during the course of the game. Um, yeah, Caleb, I think I'm going double-digit minutes in the first in the first quarter.
2: First quarter. I think I'm
1: going. I mean, eleven forty. Obviously, fourteen fifty. 1450, uh, fourteen fifty-five in the first quarter would have won it the last two weeks. So, yeah, I, I'm with you about 11, maybe, somewhere between 10, 10 and 11, I think.
2: What's what's yours? Where I'm writing them? them down so we can see.
1: Give me the first uh, first ha- first quarter, excuse me, at uh, 10,
2: 13. All right. We're, we are a minute and a half off of each other.
1: All right. We'll see who wins that one. Uh, with that, it is time to jump into our sound off. And uh, while we're getting ready for that, I do want to rem- remind everyone again that this Friday is the Salvation Army's Turkey Drive. We'll be uh, partnering with them. We, we've we been partnering with them for a lot of years here uh, at Broadcast House. Not only KLIN, but but uh, everybody at Broadcast House. And the way that we, we kind of help out is we, we tell people, to, hey, come out to the Hy-Vee stores. This year it's going to be the Williamsburg one and the 70th and Pioneers Hy-Vee locations. So this is Friday during the day and we're going to have our personalities out and about at both of those high throughout the day I I personally will be out at the 70th and Pioneers High V from 1130 to 130 if you want to come specifically to see me you don't have to but if you want to you do that you, if that's the time that you want to go out there uh, if you've just got some groceries you need to get for the week weekend that'd be a great time to do that and at that point if you want to make a cash donation if you want to make a turkey donation uh, we can set you up to do either of those things and it is a huge help for hy V to just get over the top when it comes to getting meals to all of the people who they would like to and they've got requests for and some of the side stuff right it's all I mean it's all stuff that they've got to get together but the hardest part of it is always getting the getting the meat getting the bird and so this goes a huge distance in getting all of the people um who who would like to have this and aren't able to otherwise to actually have that thanksgiving meal that so many of us just kind of kind of have as a normal thing in in our life all the time. So feel free to stop by on Friday get ready for the weekend, say hi. I'll be there again at 70th and Pioneers Hi-V from 11:30 to 1:30. All right, let's jump into the sound off. So There's been a lot of discussion what's happening at some of the borders of Gaza. Are they going to let people out? Who are they going to let out exactly if they're willing to? Uh, What are neighboring countries willing to, to do to make that happen? Uh, Well, one of the groups now that is going to be let out, if they haven't already, are foreign nationals with passports.
2: This is all the result of an agreement brokered by the Qataris, along with Egypt, Israel, the U.S., and Hamas. It will allow all foreign nationals, foreign passport holders, to leave Gaza via that southern border crossing with Rafah. We understand that some of those foreign nationals have already gone through the crossing and have been processed we do not know at this point whether that includes americans but we are told that americans are obviously among those who will be allowed to leave gaza all right so to the
1: extent that you had four nationals there who want to get out they will be able to although if you're not a if you don't have a passport right Uh, a foreign passport, you're not going to be allowed out in in that situation, even though I'm sure there's some some desperation to get out of there as well. Back in the United States, we've got another interest rate decision. Fed is getting together again soon. Are they going to take a, take a little break? Are they going to take a hold here on this one? Sounds like that might be the case.
5: It's widely expected that the central bank's policy committee will not raise its benchmark rates, instead leaving them at the current range of five and a quarter to 5.5%. One reason is that the Fed views that current level of rates as more than restrictive enough to slow the economy over time. Another is that the recent jump in Treasury yields is effectively doing some of the Fed's job. The more interesting question is what the Fed will signal about the prospect of additional interest rate increases in the next few months and the potential path for rate cuts next year since march of 2022 the fed has raised interest rates at the fastest clip in four decades to combat soaring inflation hillary Barsky, fox news
1: yeah so there you go uh, so it sounds i mean this is reported pretty extensively that's the expectation now is that they're uh they're not going to be raising rates with bond yields going up, as she said that inflation is is starting to edge a little bit lower, and then you've got obviously everything going on geopolitically here at this point uh this is the why the expectation is that they'll hold the benchmark federal funds rate of the the current range, which is five point two five to five point five uh in that meeting concludes today so we'll see and 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 then the interest will be like you know a lot on the on the statement on the press conference here today um and everything that's that's said here at that point whether they are going to keep the door open for another rate hike later and just kind of what the the message is uh going into going into the winter here this year so anyway that is the latest update there uh supreme court busy with a trademark case i always like when they're doing trademark cases in the uh in the supreme court because yeah that was where i did it was kind of one of the unique areas that i did a lot of a lot of work when i was actually practicing law and i thought it was one of the most interesting areas too that i worked in um this one though of course so it gets very political because it's involving trump though well it's not technically involving trump it's involving the mention of trump take a listen
6: The U.S. Supreme Court set to hear arguments today in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office's appeal of a lower court's decision that reversed the agency's denial of California Attorney Steve Elster's 2018 trademark application for Trump Too Small, a disparaging phrase he wanted to slap on t-shirts mocking the former president. At issue is whether the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment free speech protections for criticism of public figures outweighs the agency's concerns over Trump's Rights based on a law that's meant to prevent a person's name from being exploited for another person's commercial gain. The former president is not involved in the legal fight. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the
1: so they appear. I mean, justice have they've kind of struck down parts of the Lanham Act, which is trademark law, kind of in in favor of more free speech protections. For those in the past, like it, there was one time they uh, threw out a provision of law that prohibited registration of immoral or scandalous trademarks. There was another where they ruled unconstitutional part of it that denied trademark protection of disparaging marks. And so, you know, if they keep going in that direction, they, they, the 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 California attorney could could win this thing but we'll we'll see if they're going to go with a really sweeping ruling here about the first amendment's role in federal trademark law uh or not exactly but this goes i mean this this goes all the way back to the 2016 presidential primary and rubio and joking about the size of trump's hands and oh my gosh I completely forgot about this whole thing so oh boy
2: all right that's one of the weirder trademarks, I guess. Trying to <laughs> go for. It. Uh, all right, this is kind of interesting.
1: This is this is a, a Minnesota story, technically. Uh, well, not technically, it's completely a, um, a Minnesota story, but it's more indicative of a of a trend, not only in state government, but to some degree in the private sector too. Minnesota has just taken away a requirement for a, a big number of its state government jobs, and that requirement is having a college degree. Take a listen to this. There
6: are more and more incentives to not go to college in Minnesota after the state's Democratic governor, Tim Walls, signs an executive order eliminating the requirement of a college degree for more than 75 percent of state jobs, jobs in which the governor contends a degree is not necessarily needed to succeed. Other states have also eliminated college degree requirements for many jobs, as well as some major private employers, including General Motors, Google, Delta Airlines, Bank of America, IBM and Tesla. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. So that's interesting like I've never really looked at the the state roster of of
1: jobs and mm-hmm. requirements in Nebraska right. and how many of them do or don't. I'd be curious the types of the types of positions in Minnesota and if it would surprise us when you read it or not that a college degree isn't necessarily uh-huh. necessary for for those things as well but sounds like that might be yeah it's, a, it's an interesting question and given the cost of going to college right now and <laughs> and the experience I would say of someone who has uh, been been paying back college debt for a long 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 time and will continue to do that uh, even when my own kids are in college I understand the I understand the thought process, right? right now, that a lot of a lot of young people are having with this.
2: And if you think about it, that also, if you, if you take away that requirement, that doesn't mean that you can't hire somebody who does have a college degree. I think it right, just, it right. just opens you up to so many more it's potential just, applicants. You can, yeah,
1: you can consider. Yeah, that's true. You can, and it may give you may give you access to people who might be particularly good at whatever the job is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those cases as well, and you're probably having trouble hiring. Would be my guess yeah, too, given because everybody kind of is as well. Uh, let's see a couple more of this. So the EPA is talking about how food waste is becoming a bigger and bigger problem, um, specifically because it ends up in landfills and they, uh, in some cases, they burn it and it lets off methane gas. So they're trying to try to encourage people to figure out ways to minimize. which I think a lot of us try and and do anyway, but it was interesting. They put out a a new list of of kind of a process that you should go through if you've got food that you need to get rid of.
5: The EPA says wasted food is the single most common material put in landfills and incinerated in the U.S. It makes up 24% of solid waste in landfills. The concern, in part, is the methane produced by food waste, which the EPA says contributes to climate change. So they've changed their ranking system on what to do with... Food, starting with buy less, and that farmers produce only what is needed. Then donate or upcycle food, which they say might mean turning surplus milk donations into cheese. After that is feed surplus food to animals or leave unharvested. Only after that is the recommendation to compost. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News.
1: Leave unharvested. Hmm, interesting. Um, I give old bread to my dog, so I guess I'm doing my part. Yeah, look at you go. We had, some, we had some hot dog buns uh, in the cupboard the other day, and I think those were from the summer. Somehow, though, they weren't really moldy. They were just hard, <laughs> just hard as a rock, and I was like, dog's going to like that. So yeah. look at me. Look at me doing my part for the
2: environment. Got questions <laughs> about what went into that bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was a little surprised myself on that uh, on that whole thing. Uh and then we'll 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 end on this one. Uh, kind of a kind of a good news story here, uh, as we're getting to the the cold weather part of the year, and we're already maybe thinking, at least some of us are, about warm weather destinations. Uh, you remember this year, uh, the state of Hawaii going through terrible situations with wildfires and and dealing with all of that, but they are starting to reopen parts of the affected areas. Back to tourism here as we get into the winter, and that's true right now of West Maui. Let's hear more about that.
7: West Maui tourism is back in full swing nearly three months after wildfires ripped through the region. Maui County Mayor Richard Bisson opting to reopen hotels and properties in phases, with the exception of burned portions of the historic town of Lahaina, calling the schedule voluntary, explaining most folks are ready to return to work, and noting some properties reopened on their own. The Red Cross reassuring fire evacuees staying in hotels and other short-term accommodations they won't lose housing. A rep telling Hawaii News Now they are committed to continuing the program with shelter guests at the hotels at least through February. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. I think
1: on my uh, want to travel ratings, I think Hawaii is pretty high up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think definitely for domestic travel. I think it's probably number one for me for domestic travel. Yeah, it's up. But problem. I'm always wanting to go somewhere warm where there's beaches and water. <laughs> All right, it's 6.52. That is it for your sound off. We'll grab a break. Officer Chad's going to be in. We'll talk to a cop next on KLIN.
0: When you're thinking Huskers. But making the catch of the 10. Five. That is a touchdown, Nebraska. Think. ninety nine three KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Bad boys, bad boys, oh, what you gonna do,
1: oh, what you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, I oh, want you All right, 654LNK today with Jack and friends on, on KLIN. All right, I was talking about my travel bucket list. Chad's been been a lot of places. He's been deployed overseas yes. and those sorts of things. Do, yeah. do you still have big places on your, your travel bucket list
7: that you've never been to since you've had an opportunity to travel? That I've never been yeah. to. Yeah, Alaska. Totally Alaska, really? Gotta see Alaska. What is it that draws you to wanting to go to Alaska? Probably fishing, right? The fishing, the hunting, the wildlife, the nature, the scenery. I, who doesn't want to go see a glacier? Take an Alaskan I mean, I, tour I, I could, I mean, or an Alaskan cruise. Yeah, I could do or not do a glacier. I could take or leave a glacier. Okay, how about <laughs> to go see all the the sea life? That it's fine. It's just not oh. on my top.
1: It's not. I, I probably would be great. I probably am underrating it. I'll admit that. It's just. It definitely does not come up. Even if we're oh. talking, like, just domestic, it probably doesn't even
7: come up on my top five. Okay, where's one of your top five places that you don't want to see? That I don't want to see? Yeah. That, that just, I don't, I don't know. Not, not that you don't want to see, but <laughs> that you just, you could take it or we
1: That it. everybody else. Um, I don't know. Some of the, like, I don't know, like, when people talk about, like, in, international travel, like, London. <laughs> Like, I don't uh, have a huge desire I'd, to I'd, do that, really. There's a lot of history in London. I, I mean guess so.
7: i this is going to f- cause... I a- just
1: feel like the food is not... It's so good everywhere else in Europe that... You I, don't like would just fish be, and chips? It would just be... <laughs> if I went back to Europe
7: again, it would be it would be a ways down my list that I would pick London. Okay, now i or, or, or England in general. I've been to Europe several times, and there's a million places there I still want to see. Yeah, there's see, like... so much cool I stuff I mean, there. I think...
1: And I kind of maybe feel like that. See, for what about France? How do you feel about France? Love France France. on the list. I absolutely love France.
7: I have had a ton of fun. Uh, Strasbourg, Paris, yeah, beautiful, beautiful places.
1: Like it's, we went to Italy, and it's like I kind of want to go back there already. Um,
7: And and so. So I I actually had tickets to go to Italy from Germany and ended up in Kosovo instead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this will cause a bit of a hole below at home, but Australia, someplace. I just I could take it or leave it, and my wife. Dear with we wants to go. I'm curious, but I don't know why exactly. I yeah. Hot just it, doesn't do it for and me. And then in terms of American cities that
1: I've like never been to or American locations. Like I've never done like Wyoming, Montana, I'd like to do that. I've um, never done Boston, I've never done Miami, I'd like to do those.
7: So and I was in Hawaii. I was in Philadelphia a couple months ago and I saw probably some of the not nicer mm-hmm. areas, so I could probably forget that. But there's so much history in New York. Yeah. New York
1: City. And I've done New
7: York City a few times. Oh, my so. gosh. The yeah. museums, the the monuments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to go see that. I just don't know if I could deal with the traffic and all the people. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: All right, Caleb's telling us we got to move on to actually Kill talking joy. about this Jeez. Jeez. All, right. all right, what do we got for Crime Stoppers?
7: Can we start with a joke? Yeah. Why was a computer late to work? I don't know. Because it had a hard drive. <laughs> that hey that was a becky wow. joke uh <laughs> mark vale's not here That was a mark <laughs> joke too yeah totally uh best Buy reports this suspect comes into the store stuffed 11 hard drives into his clothing and then just walked out without paying oh man i'm not i'm not gonna make yeah a joke. we should probably, that's probably not, not touch the, that's, that i'm one. not gonna make
1: any other jokes about that one.
7: Uh, oh boy now <laughs> let go on
1: to another one before i say something
7: Oh, no, this is your show. I'm okay with you getting <laughs> in go, trouble. Please go on to another one. <laughs> uh, wandering Hard wallet. Hard drive, pants. But. Wandering <laughs> wallet. Wandering wallet. Uh, these two women go into the Hy-Vee at 80 Port and Holdridge. One of them distracts a customer, and the other one takes a wallet from her purse. And then they go and use it, of course. We're oh. starting to see a few more of these folks. If people are distracting you in a retail setting.
1: When you got your purse, like, out in the cart, that yeah. sort of
7: situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just take as, as few personal belongings as you can in. Yep. Only what you need, and pay attention. Yeah, Please. that's why I'm glad I don't carry a purse.
1: <laughs> Put that wallet in my front pocket. Nobody's yeah, we should that. move on again. Yeah,
7: yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, people who can help out, what should they do? Uh, you can get a hold of us at 402-475-3600 or check out the stores at lincolncrimestoppers.com. Hard drive in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write these. All right.
1: Thank you very much, Chad. I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, we'll guys. take a break. we got uh, we got news coming up. Then we will uh, give you a chance to vent, your weekly chance to vent. It's What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday. That's coming up. Text line, phone lines will be open for you. Facebook.com slash LNK today. Also, is the discussion going already. So we'll get into that coming up here in a few minutes. It is 7 o'clock right now on KLI and Lincoln. In the motor traffic
0: live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln 14993 KLIN. All right welcome back. Busy show on a Wednesday morning first day of November
1: 2023. About 25 minutes away from counting down the five things you're going to be talking about today. Eight o'clock hour, another Fantasy Huskers keyword. Lincoln Symphony Orchestra, Palachik, is going to be, and I believe he's bringing Anton Miller, Concert Master, with him today. And then later in the show, John Bishop will join us. But right now, it is the time that we set aside for you. It is your time on the show. You may not have a place to go, a person to talk to, a forum to share those little things that drive you nuts, that make you mad, that you just want to talk about but you feel like maybe you shouldn't. Well, that's what we've got this. It's called What Chaps Your on Wednesday, and it is here for you. We believe that by giving you this opportunity, we make you feel better, a more productive, kind member of the community, and so it is our way of giving back to the city of Lincoln. Phone lines are open for you right now, 402-479-1400. We also have the text line by the same number, which is open 24-7, and facebook.com slash LNK today, we have our weekly thread going there. However you would like to be a part of it. So let's go to the phones today. First off, it's been a little while, but it's time to welcome back that Paul. Good morning,
8: Paul. You have the floor. <laughs> Automated telephone system. You need to reach someone for a customer service issue and, well, good luck. (laughs) I haven't seen such delaying tactics since Crockett at the Alamo. (laughs) First, they ask you to pick one for English or two for Spanish, which is so stupid. It should have always been dos por espanol. D. And then, no matter who you call, every one of them says their menu has changed, so (laughs) listen to the new list of options. But we all know that they changed the menu four years ago and just haven't updated the welcome message. (laughs) And now, no matter how certain you are that you need to talk with a representative, Anytime you respond to the voice system with representative, <laughs> the computer insists that you need to state what you're seeking help with. <laughs> and when the system finally allows you to reach customer service, that office is closed. <laughs> you need to call them between 9 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time, which makes no sense. <laughs> because when you finally reach a human, it is invariably Sunil Sanjay Arajesh in Mumbai, India, who all would much prefer if we did call them at 10 p.m. Central instead of in middle of their night. <laughs> I gotta go.
1: Thank you, Paul. <laughs> oh yeah, they're terrible. They're, they're they are terrible. And then, I mean, that he didn't even get to the situation. When you do talk to someone and you sort of partially deal with the issue and you're not sure if it's done and you realize there's no way you're ever getting back to that person uh, to, to talk to them and navigating the menus to get back to where you did go. It's like you found someone in the depths of a maze and you know you're never getting back to them again. Very frustrating. I'm with you, Paul, on that one. Back to the phones. Debbie is next. Good morning, Debbie. What is chapping your hide?
5: Well, good morning first off I definitely agree with that paul <laughs> That's <laughs> good. That be yes but you said you said something a couple of days ago that really struck a chord with me Uh-oh. because and I because I totally agree I am a person who cannot stand to have my foods touching yes absolutely no way can anything touch and I don't care what it is if you if, like if you have thanksgiving dinner which made me think of this and you've got that Oh, the the cranberry sauce that might leak over into the mashed yeah, potatoes. I don't gross. want that. No, I'm with oh, you. God. Gross. I'm with I you. will have to. I make a little dam out of edge of the potatoes. I <laughs> move it, make a dam to stop it. I would never eat that if you paid me to. They're Sitting there, those red <laughs> potatoes, gross. Or steak meat that gets on the potatoes. No way. I said I like to eat. Uh, my Thanksgiving meal on one of those little children's plates that has Dividers. the various. oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then I, nothing touches, and I'm fine. That's, so. fine.
1: that's good. So I just imagine you doing like the you're like the mini Tennessee Valley Authority making dams and drainage yep. areas for your foods on <laughs> your
7: on your exactly plate.
5: Exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I always dam it up, so I, that's and great. that's just sitting there. You got little little uh, little pieces of of mashed potato usually was holding it next Oh, oh. All Stuff right. from corn, that's even worse. Let's the get you some.
1: Debbie, we oh. need to invent adult divider plates for Thanksgiving, like adult large divider plates for Thanksgiving okay, for people like let's us. Do
5: that. This isn't really out there.
1: We need to go on Shark fun. Tank or something to make this happen
5: i bet it would work i, I think, it think it would too they, okay. ha- they have paper
2: plates that have
1: no dividers. i want i want n- it's thanksgiving mm. caleb i don't want a paper pl- i want a nice special occasion divider plate i'm sorry i like and to not do dishes large sized i think <laughs> yeah, uh, listen you we'll go on shark tank uh you, you we'll go on shark tank debbie caleb doesn't have to join us uh thank
5: you right.
1: thank you okay. for calling us we'll talk to you later 10 out of 10 reference with the TVA, though.
2: Good, good call there.
1: Good call I'll there. Only, I'll never forget that there's a... Some, isn't it weird how you forget 95% of the stuff you learn in school? Like, if I would go try and do some of the like calculus homework I had my senior year in high school... I wouldn't even know where to even start with the whole thing or the stuff I learned in I like, can find you know, the area of a triangle like, like the stuff I learned in physics or all those things but I do rem- I do remember the day that we learned what all the federal entities were in <laughs> social studies and it was like it was like you know and you these exceptions for Amtrak uh, that's federally run and Tennessee Valley Authority and yeah, I don't, I don't know why that stuck in my head when a whole lot of other stuff didn't. All right, phone lines are open 402-479-1400 for you. If you want to also tell us what is chapping your hide, a good start to the show so far. Uh, we'll go to Facebook next uh, before we get to our texters. Uh, Patrick says drivers with nowhere to be and all the time in the world to get there. Yeah, that is a perpetual perpetual issue of just driving and I think we all have it. It's just drivers that want to go a very different speed than we do in any direction.
2: Well, that's that's kind of the opposite of Logan's there.
1: Which was... Uh, what did People it,
2: what? that think they need to go faster than time itself. <laughs> that's hilarious. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody... I mean,
1: we all deep down have a desire in us to be in traffic in a city where everyone wants to go basically the same speed. Now, we,
2: we want our speed.
1: But... I had I I brought this up a thousand times, so I'm so reluctant to say it again, but it happens so much in Lincoln. Okay, there was a car buzzing along, and you know you can tell when someone is being a little aggressive. They'll do kind of a lane switch, kind of in between two cars, and it's a little uh-huh. oddly close. Yeah, that was and too tight. They were doing that, and then it narrowed down to one lane, and I saw them actually do a pass in a you know yeah. in a place. Where I'm like, okay, and then always ha- and then and then I start. Verbally cheering for the lights in front of us to be red because there's nothing I love better than just coming up to the red light with a person was just driving like a maniac and then just stopping right next to him and looking over and being like, here we are, same place, same time. You
2: look, I, I, I love to do the whether it's that or we're on the, the interstate highway, whatever. If I'm passing somebody. I don't look. I don't give them the satisfaction of looking at me. Like, they can look at me. I don't let them know, no, you're nothing. I'm going to look my way.
1: Yeah. But but the, 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 see this, I don't have as many problems with slow drivers. Yeah. What would you say you have more problems with in Lincoln? Slow drivers, overly slow drivers, or overly fast drivers? Fast drivers. Yeah. I think so too. Fast drivers. The slow, the overly slow drivers always happens to me in residential areas. Like, then I drive through in and around my neighborhood, and it always seems like I get behind someone who is looking for a house they have no idea where it is, mm-hmm. essentially, and they're going about three, three miles an hour, well, just it, gawking around, and, and I, I feel like there's always people like that.
2: It doesn't feel as bad when there's a slow driver and you're out on a lot of the main roads because there are two or three lanes. So you can always go, oh, yeah. this lane is slow. I'll just go over to this one.
1: Usually, line. yeah, usually you're not. It, that's why the residential ones probably bother me. More. Yeah.
2: But I've, re- you know
1: what I've realized? Driving, with the exception of yesterday when I overslept, um, when I drive to work, I have realized that at 5, 10, 5, 15 in the morning when I'm driving in, I am the slow one out there. Always. Every single day. I am getting, I will always, somebody will come up behind me and pass me. And I looked down, I'm like, am I going that slow? I don't know what. Nah, I'm pe- just a people slow. People want to go, man. People want to. They figure at, at that early in the morning, if you're out then you want to be moving. Um <laughs> jason says tongue-in-cheek the over commercialization of halloween it's supposed to be about the devil people uh brett says the constant and unreasoned bashing of candy corn by the jack and Friends establishment <laughs> candy corn and peanuts by the handful is the best halloween treat and i will die
2: on this hill candy corn and peanuts i bet i know when brett was born 1932 i like it oh, first of all is it you that rips candy corn? I don't think absolutely. I ever have. Absolutely,
1: I'm fairly pro candy corn. I'm sorry you like to eat garbage. It's, so it's it's not the establishment. I think it's just Caleb, is the problem. So I, I
2: I've got a big voice here.
1: We've got a we got candy corn and peanuts in a bowl on our counter right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm 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 good with. It. I'm no, with you on. No that,
2: wonder remember. you're so familiar with the Tennessee Valley Authority. <laughs> Jeez. look <laughs> at Andrew says all
1: of the commercials during college football games, every change of possession commercial break. I understand commercial after a punt, but can there be a rule to institute where if there the, uh, there is a turnover, go right to the next play? Momentum is ruined every single game by going immediate timeout after an interception fumble. He is absolutely right. The games are absolutely ridiculous with the amount of commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, just ridiculous in college football, and not only for you know if you're watching one game like Nebraska, it feels like you never have any momentum going in the game because there's so few plays in a row that actually happen, especially with all the turnovers. Speaking and of and which. if
2: there's if nobody gets anything going in like the first quarter and it's a lot of three and outs or maybe they pick up one first down. Like this last game, the first first down of the game didn't happen until halfway through the first quarter. You have so many possession switches and that just continuously triggers media timeouts. Yes. Yes. So it's like there's no momentum for anybody in this it's, game. So and it's taking moments. an hour to get through first the first all, quarter if we're paying for peacock shouldn't
1: we get that commercial free <laughs> does
2: that mean that we get no commercials well, during the game well i think i think that they want your subscription and to show their own commercials. Oh man that'd be great then i would not be complaining about pay, if it were if they on peacock
1: games they just took out all the commercials and just went you know after a punt we just have the regular play clock start and we get going once again that now that I'd be willing to pay for just no media. Oh my gosh! Ever. I think I just had another great idea.
7: That'd be amazing.
1: Now the other thing related to this, Caleb, is on a Saturday when I'm wa- wa- not watching Nebraska and there are just multiple games on, I can barely do it anymore. And this is part partly on me, and I've partly been ruined by things like the red zone on NFL. But like I can't, I hardly at all can just turn one game on. And keep watching it once it goes to commercial. I've got to flip around and find another game that's going on. But the amount of times if you do that when there are six good games on and you cannot find any of them. Uh-huh. Have you ever had that? It's like it's like you'll start watching the 11 a.m. games and 10 minutes into it, you know they'll have the first punt of the game or a score and they'll go to commercial. And you'll be like, okay, well, I'll watch this one.
2: That's that commercial. I'll yep. watch this.
1: There'll they'll they'll be seven games on, and none of them are playing. At one point, they it go just, through. They crazy. time
2: up their commercial breaks.
1: It feels like it sometimes. <laughs> All right, text line. Let's go to the prep page and find out what we've got for the text line. As I am. Talking. All right. Uh, Daylight Saving Stacy. Is that a new texture? Yeah,
2: she just decided to name She's. Uh, hey,
1: hello, it's Daylight Saving Stacy. Uh, she's calling to say how very sad I am to change the clocks back to standard time. Of course, you all know I don't change mine. Oh, yeah, that's right. She says that she keeps hers. She's called before. I am with you, Stacy. I am with you. I feel your pain.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: Leslie says, hooligans stealing my Halloween decorations. Jerks. Oh,
2: that sucks. Well, she got a trick.
1: Not, was she giving out treats? Did she get a trick because she wasn't giving out treats? I don't know. Um, Lori says, "Don't like food touching. Use the school cafeteria trays. Good idea, Lori." I like it. For Thanksgiving dinner at my house, I'm using old school, the ones where we used to see the fiestata and the rectangle-shaped
2: pizza and the chicken <laughs> say, a la king. I was going to say, are you going to cut the turkey so it fits yeah, that, that
1: square? that rectangle was perfectly fit for the <laughs> the size of the pizza, and then the little one with the circle there that you could set your peach cup in, and mm-hmm. one that's the exact size of a milk carton. That's right. I like it, Lori. I wouldn't mind having a set of those. I would... Honestly... I would have a set of school trays. I would use that a lot. <laughs> do, do they sell those? Any? I assume, I assume you could buy those off oh, I Amazon those or something. For sure. Yeah, that's a great idea, Lori. I'd, I'd like a, maybe a little bit. Le- I'm, I'm afraid, like everything in school, when you were younger, you go to it when you're an adult, and you're like, "Wow, this feels tiny." You're
2: like, gonna need like the adult version of it. I picked up my
1: I picked up my daughter a couple of years ago at. Uh, at Holmes Elementary where I spent 3rd, 4th, and 5th grade and I went in there and I hadn't been in there for years and I was like, this place is tiny <laughs> compared to my memory T- Like I felt like a giant in the thing. Uh, real quick uh, Todd has another one uh, Good morning Todd, this which has my is the AI contractor that you're using which it never selects me for fantasy Oscars I've got a better chance if you pick the number 1 through 100 from Jack's
2: hat after submitting
1: the keyword.
2: Curious Curious he would use the word "never" after having a pick ahead of the Colorado game. <laughs> Curious, Todd uh <laughs> Moshma Chad what has my is people who use the
1: term snow fighters. Yeah, it's a little too cute, isn't it? It's a little too
2: cute. I prefer foo fighters snow blasters <laughs> no, they're, like they're fighting the snow yeah, yeah it's it's kind of cute. lady snowboy.
1: Uh, All right, Now we're naming our... Yeah, Marshmallow Chat's definitely going to not like naming the snowplows if you didn't <laughs> like that. All right, 726. You can keep sending these in if you want to, to. The text line of Facebook page, What's Chapping Your High. Yo, it's an LNK today with Jack and friends on
0: K-L-I-N. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3. K-M-I-N. All right. Our uh, our normal,
1: normal story reader, Mark Vale, out this week. And so, Caleb Henry will take over, and he'll get things started today
0: with... Number five.
2: Well-planned parenthood officials have filed their proposed language for an initiative to restore abortion rights that they're hoping to be placed on the ballot for Ooh. 2024, but... We don't exactly know what that language is at this time.
1: Yeah, so um, they've got, apparently it can remain confidential for up to 15 days while it goes through uh, the state legislature's bill drafters office. And Nebraska Examiner has a big story on this. If you want some more detail on this, there's been some discussion that something like this may be coming and there might be a, a petition drive related to abortion to restore some of the rights. Now... According to the Examiner article, there are three different scenarios that they believe could be in play here for what the content of this petition would be, okay? Number one, obviously, an all-out complete right to abortions, which about, I think, 16 states currently have that, that provide those sorts of rights. Then you go from there, and you go a little bit more restrictive, going to a 20-week ban ban, uh, on abortions, which that 's where Nebraska was until the spring when legislature passed the governor signed the twelve week uh-huh. uh, the 12 week ban and then um, a ban based on fetal viability uh, which is typically considered to be the six months of pregnancy or about twenty 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 two to twenty four weeks of gestation for instance uh, Ohio right now has a petition or a, a vote voting uh, Uh, initiative that's on the ballot coming up in november whether the state should be allowed to restrict abortion before an unborn baby reaches uh fetal viability or can survive outside the mother so that would be a little bit later than the 20-week ban that goes on so uh, we are going to add it caleb to the seemingly continually growing list of potentially huge ballot measures that could be on the 2024 ballot right Mm -hmm. Already know we went through the summer with the uh, the scholarships, public private school issue, um, the the sick leave one has been out there in the past. We know medical marijuana is making an effort. Talked with with Tim Haruza um, about the EPIC, which is the getting rid of all taxes except of consumption except consumption taxes. Uh-huh. Uh, don't know if that'll have the signatures, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does. And then this one, this one as well, and. The Nebraska Examiner article talks about that Ohio, that Ohio vote, where it's you're going to be watching closely what happens there. Republicans have the governor's mansion; they've got a bicameral system; they've got both sides of that. Um, and so, is there is that some kind of a harbinger for what, for what Nebraska would do? I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if it is, but I think people who are looking at doing this are looking closely at Ohio and and what happens there. So. Yeah, we'll see what they're what they're going with. I doubt they're going with the I I would guess they're probably either going with the twenty week or the or the twenty-two to twenty, twenty-four twenty-two to twenty-four would be mm-hmm. my guess. Because they've got to go with what they think is gonna pass. Right. What they think is the best chance to pass. So I would be really surprised if it wasn't one of those two. Well, and, this, and, but we'll
2: see. And and I'm curious now, and it's brought up in that examiner article, if as this this petition goes on, whether or not it even makes it to the ballot, does it spur some state senators to push for an all-out ban, not even the 12-week?
1: Yeah. Are
2: you going to have a back-and-to become more restrictive?
1: I mean, you remember the back-and-forth between the legislature and the voters on the death penalty, right? So, legislature uh, for years debates the death penalty. They, They abolish it finally. In 2015, maybe, that was. And then the next uh, the, the next year or so, there's a ballot measure. The voters restore it, uh-huh. right? And I always wonder if sometimes you're going to have a situation where there's some sort of back and forth going on between the legislature that even keeps going beyond that. So we will see. But man, this would be if if and I don't know what would. I guess my assumption, is as always, is that Nebraska is still over you know fairly overwhelmingly pro-life. So I don't know what would happen. If this got to the ballot, my guess is that it wouldn't pass. Uh, but I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore with these things. I shouldn't. I shouldn't even be predicting. But that'll be something to watch very closely over the next few months. And that election in November, man, I am telling you, holy cow, so much mm-hmm. presidential race, two Senate races, every House race. Yep. Who knows how many petition petition or referendums, uh, initiative or referendum. Who, whoever's up for a well. state legislature, legislature, the entire. Yeah, or not the entire legislature, but a bunch of seats in the legislature as well. So,
2: Number four. Well, it was a bit chilly, but about 200 onlookers braved that cold to go see the first horse race at the War Horse. They didn't see hey. P.R. Girlfriend, who was a late scratch, but they did see <laughs> Julie Jean win by five links over a new a gal like that. It was a one-on-one horse race
1: because, and they've done this before, they did this before at Lincoln Racecourse. They didn't have a nice track to do it on when they used to do it at Lincoln Racecourse, though. You essentially have to have a live horse race a year to be able to do the protocol to be able to have simulcast racing. And so they did the one this year. But they actually did it on, I mean, it sounds like, I saw some of the pictures that the the journal Star had on this and uh, some of the reports on it. I mean the track's looking nice compared to where they used to do this thing. They had one year I think they did it and where it was just kind of like a sprint uh, straight ahead sprint and I think one of the horses got away and <laughs> so we're, you're getting closer and closer to it looking like real horse racing um, and it probably really will next year because it sounds like they're going to do multiple multiple full days of racing in 2024 late summer early fall of 2024 so yeah it's um that's coming back to lincoln it's coming back to lincoln it's going to be interesting to see how how much it's embraced by the community when you start getting a lot of traffic at that casino if that becomes a big part of of why it is and uh what that's going to do to the to the market here with everything so yeah, about, about 200 people out there to watch that thing, though. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not
2: bad. And it sounded like the, the track, because they, they had to go through it. You, you had to make a new track there. sounded like that did well. There's only a few horses on it. It's not like you were running a bunch of races over it. So we'll see how that goes later into 2024. But I also hope as, as they get all of those going, they're really working ahead trying to to finish things as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible with the full casino there
1: it'll be kind of cool i mean some of those hotel rooms from the renderings we saw looked like they looked right down on the Uh horse track that'd be kind of cool yeah that'd be kind of cool all right moving
2: on number three high school state volleyball action getting underway today from pinnacle bank arena where they use both courts classes a b and c one those are your three biggest classes in the state, underway today, tons of Lincoln and Lincoln area representation, including in Class A. You've got Lincoln Southwest, Pius and East, and B Norris and Waverly, and in C one Malcolm, and then uh, Seward, not too far. Oh well, Seward's in a different class in B. There we yeah, go. Yeah, Seward's in B.
1: Yep. yep, but still, you're right though. A lot, a lot of a uh, lot of local teams, and then we'll have more of them coming on when the the second day of of this gets going it it is interesting because they've they've made kind of the same change that uh that basketball did in that they're stretching it out another day uh they're not cramming as they're not playing at the high schools they're not cramming as many games in per day Mm -hmm. i'd be interested to see like as as a as a fan as somebody who follows the games especially in basketball i like the change um and my guess is since they've stuck with it for what this year three that they're sticking with it for these tournaments, that it is something that the teams and coaches and parents and schools like as well.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that they're they're not going away from this. And this was something that you got a taste of it during what I think would have been 2021 for uh, the state basketball tournaments when you combined both because Nebraska was hosting Big Ten Wrestling Championships at the Devaney Center. So you only had one side available. So they stretched out Boys and girls, one week, yep, all classes, yeah, and you, you had that go, and you had the mix and mash all week, but I think they really like having it stretched out a little bit over four days instead of three. There half of your teams get an extra day of rest between their quarterfinals and their semifinal, uh, and it works a little bit different with some of the basketball as well. So you go through. I think people like it from the, the few folks that I've talked to in the smaller classes that I know back in central Nebraska. They're not the biggest fans of having to pay for an extra night of a hotel stay yeah. and food, but they do like that. It, they think it makes a, a better overall better overall uh, ex- experience. Now, the thing that I'm still going to miss is it was fun to go watch a, a D1 boys basketball game. I know we're talking volleyball here, right. but watch at some of these high schools. I do think if you make it to state, you've earned the, the right to play yeah. at Pinnacle Bank Arena, Bob Devaney Sports I, Center, uh, even if it's just the quarterfinals. But there are some great memories at some of those high schools. True, that's true.
1: Uh, and by the way, you don't wouldn't you know it, uh, Game starting in about an hour. And uh, poor Scott's bluff. Come in, they've got to drive across the state already. Of course, they get the 9 a.m. game. And they're going up against Norris, who is kind of a juggernaut this year. Yeah. Uh, in Class B. So that's your uh, your first game along with Seward and Elkhorn North. So uh, getting ready right away with some big matches here in Class B this morning.
2: All right. Moving on.
0: Number two. Holidays
2: right around the corner. Some shoppers might see some relief as they shop for their holiday dinners. That, according to American Farm Bureau, turkey production has risen. Prices have dropped by 22% hey! just in time for Thanksgiving.
1: So last year the bird flu was an issue. Remember that? We were talking about all the prices of everything that was going up, but bird flu made turkey oh, okay, yeah. in addition. Especially expensive. Um, yeah, and and prices were down. And I, I saw another report as well from Wells Fargo. They just put out their Thanksgiving food report uh, that was out this morning. Um, And so the wholesale price is down, uh, the 10 to 15 pound turkey retail is down uh, 13% in October compared to the same month last year, and so that's good. And it makes me want to remind all of you, what an even better opportunity for you to join us on Friday at our Turkey Drive for the Salvation Army, we are going to be out at a couple of high V's in town out at Williamsburg High V and out at the 70th and Pioneers High V. We'll have our stations out there. We'll have our personalities out there. I'll be at 70th and Pioneers from eleven thirty to one thirty throughout the day on Friday, where we're gonna be helping the Salvation get stocked up on its turkeys that it is going to distribute to families who need them and who would like to have a family meal but wouldn't otherwise be able to. Uh-huh. And what a great what a great reason to uh, to get out there and enjoy the the lower prices this year on turkeys, and uh, maybe pick one up for a family in need.
2: Nine a.m. Love to four, to 4 p.m. Friday, Williamsburg and Seventieth and Pioneers. All right, moving on. Number one. Well, the Michigan scandal on filming opponents and oh, this the, is all amazing. the scouting. It's actually it's headed to the max. This it's,
1: is. I did not think this thing could take another crazier turn. When we heard about this guy writing a manifesto and paying and, and, people to go to games, it is taken it's taken a crazy new turn.
2: So, Central Michigan's head coach Jim McElwain is actually looking into whether or not that Michigan staffer Connor Stallions was at their games on their sideline wearing Chippewa's gear. There are
1: so so they played Michigan State on the Friday night on the opening weekend of the season. So this would be, Caleb, the night after Nebraska lost to Minnesota, remember? And Michigan State often has a game on that Friday night. There are pictures that have surfaced from the broadcast where they would cut to the sideline, and you could see a guy who looked very much like Connor Stallions, wearing, like you said, the same gear that the coaches were wearing, Central Michigan Chippewas gear, just standing in the background wearing sunglasses at night. Mm-hmm. Wearing sunglasses at night. And like I thought maybe, so so Central Michigan played last night. The coach, they t- asked Jim McIlwain about it. I thought McIlwain might say, no, that's one of our guys, right? No, I know who that is. He did not say that. <laughs> he did not say that. He sounds like he thinks this dude was on their sidelines. And I'm telling you, Caleb, if he's wearing sunglasses at night, that does a couple of things. Number one, it helps to conceal who you are a little bit, but how many sunglasses now have cameras in them?
2: Yeah. Well, and especially because you see, typically, if they have a camera in them, you'll see a blue light on the side. And I thought I, had mm. saw, I saw a picture that said that like, you could see a little bit of really.
1: light. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, already this was crazy already this was crazy. This takes it to a completely new level. And now it's like I'm wondering, I'm like, has anybody looked at the Minnesota sideline for that Thursday night game against Nebraska? In all seriousness, like, the next night he was up in in, in, in wherever Central Michigan is and at that game with Michigan State, a future Nebraska opponent, he was scouting yeah. a, or future Michigan opponent. Nebraska was a future, even a closer Michigan opponent. Was he at that Minnesota game? I would I, doubt it. I would not be surprised if he was at that Minnesota game. This has gotten out of control. And then showed back up for Michigan's game on that Saturday. There, man. <laughs> if he was on the sideline in another team's coaching gear, number one, how? Yes, the how. How in the, the world? Like, this it, when... T- I know there's a lot of people on the sideline, but when there's a dude standing by the coaches that nobody recognizes...
2: Yeah, does anyone does, just go, isn't there anybody are like, you? Who's that? Who are you? Right. But he had a pass on that was for the visiting sideline. And you have all of this happen, and it's going on in the middle of Michigan right now, number three in the initial college football playoff rankings. They're going to have... They, there's still work to do for them, but they're going to have their their date with Ohio State coming up potentially a Big Ten title on the line and potentially a college football playoff race that's
1: crazy I, I almost would be surprised if he was not in Minneapolis that night I almost would be surprised Yeah. somebody start watching that video of that, see if you can uh, see if you can Zapruder the whole uh, <laughs> Minnesota sidelines on the wide shots of PJ Fleck going nuts all right, it's 7.55. That is it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you're
0: thinking Huskers. Guns toward the end zone, passes. Oh, touchdown. Think 1,499.3 KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first. Please, please. Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall.
1: Alright, real quick, we'll do this quick. We got guests. The Fantasy Huskers keyword to get a pick in this week's Fantasy Huskers draft is... Volleyball. Volleyball. V-O-L-L-E-Y-B-A-L-L. Volleyball. Volleyball. You text that in, you get a pick. The pick is, when does the first turnover happen, if at all, in this week's game, time, and quarter? So, good luck on getting that pick. And with that said, you'll understand why I'm trying to get to the interview as soon as possible because we got we're gonna have a filibuster on our hands, folks. <laughs> uh Ed Polichek, Ed
9: Polichek. <laughs> joins us right what? now and. Good morning. uh
1: Anton Nebraska. and Anton Miller, concert master <laughs> with Lincoln Symphony Orchestra. When these two are in, we uh we know we're gonna have a lot of fun. We only get it about once a year, but it's always a good time. Ed, Anton, good morning. How are you good doing today? To good to see you guys. Good to
2: see you once again.
10: Bring me some good weather here. You know? I got I've been here for the last You're three weeks. So weird.
2: I know,
10: I know, <laughs> I know. People say, Oh my show, we're so sorry, it's so cold, and I'm like, Oh my god, I love this yeah, weather. And they st- think, but you know, when I got here it was mid high eighties yeah. and now, you know, the other morning I woke yesterday morning Woke up. It was fifteen degrees, one five. I said, mm, oh. "Wow, see, they love their maestros. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to." Bring
1: yeah, the we're gonna be mid sixties this weekend. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's right. That's, that's where I want to be yeah. here <laughs> this weekend. And and uh, yeah, you've been hanging out here for a yeah, while, haven't
10: thing, you? How's your time in Lincoln between concerts, man? Actually, has been fabulous. I mean, really, really fabulous. I was at the mayor's arts award. I had uh, people that I haven't seen in a long time, and and just to have the the freedom without. The uh, uh, restriction. Although I love to rehearse and I love my orchestra, it was nice to have that that week in between where I didn't have to travel. I didn't, you know, all that stuff. I was able to spend all my energy here, and I just I've been in heaven. It's been great. Just setting up. Just practicing for your full retirement. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Is that uh, is this like a hint or something? No, just
1: trying to get you, just trying to get you impacting the Lincoln economy. Well, into, <laughs> there we go. Well into your post career days. There we go. Uh, there Anton,
9: we go. good morning. How are you, Ben? Just great. Good, just great. Yeah, good but I have you? not been sticking around Lincoln. No, no, I, I know. What have you been doing? Well, uh, I, I've been in uh, a bunch of places. I've been in Connecticut. I've been in Virginia. I've been uh, Chicago. You've been yeah, in Iceland. 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 Yeah. You know, he, Iceland. Yeah. Ian
10: and his wife Rita now live in Iceland. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know that. Yeah, yeah, we moved to Iceland. No, no kidding. I was yeah. thinking
9: about doing that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Talk about retirement. Yeah, Retire what? in Iceland. <laughs> yeah. What? No, it's great. It's great. Iceland is amazing. He's been it's flying just,
10: the friendly skies, I'm telling you. Really? Yeah, uh, I've been
9: flying all over the place.
10: What, why, did you, why are you in Iceland? What are you doing
9: well, there? Well, my, my wife got a job. At, uh, she's co principal violist of the orchestra there, Iceland Symphony. Iceland. And, you know, we'd been thinking about it. We'd been thinking about going over there and maybe retiring there like in 10, 15, 20 years. And then all of a sudden this happened. So wow. we just went early.
10: But you guys yeah. spent your honeymoon there right well it was
9: it was my my uh big birthday we went oh and, and you did finally
10: turned 39 for yes, exactly. <laughs> yes exactly
9: exactly. <laughs> but it, it is beautiful there with northern lights gorgeous yeah amazing you he sent it's, me pictures oh I, I, I should notice but how different is the climate there than the mid than the midwest united states it's not that much different Isn't except it? in the and you would like this ed in the summers it doesn't get hot okay oh, so it's and, you know summers I are like 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 high 50s okay and 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 low 60s sometimes if but, but like, like in the winter, it's not that snowy. I mean, sometimes it is. Yeah, sure, but, it, right. it, but it can be. But it's not that cold.
10: But well, it, because, they, you know. they that, got the jet stream. I was going to say that. Yeah, the uh, Gulf, Gulf stream. Gulf, yeah. stream, Gulf yeah. stream. Because I'll never forget being in, in Scotland one year and going on to the, the west coast of Scotland. And <laughs> I saw this palm tree. And I went up to the house. And somebody I said, what are you doing with the palm tree in your <laughs> yard? I thought I was in Scotland. <laughs> and they said, it's because it's so temperate. Because of the Gulf stream. So it goes up by Iceland and then goes right over palm trees like, yeah. in scotland I my know. goodness it's just crazy just nuts <laughs> uh well so we're doing vivaldi <laughs> yes we have a
4: so we're,
9: we're doing vivaldi, vivaldi. oh yeah Speaking we're doing a concert. Of, we're, we a concert
1: obviously i was doing a little weather talk to lead <laughs> us into the four seasons conversation
8: <laughs>
9: nicely done <laughs> wow. i've been thinking wow. about it all week wow. Very good, set yeah, up yeah, perfectly yeah. actually <laughs> really <did>. was wow. <laughs> like a veteran um, <laughs> like he thought about this uh, yeah
1: okay.
10: okay so this is a piece that i think a lot of people are familiar with oh, i think i know that it is one of the 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 most popular pieces ever requested on, on, on classical music stations mm-hmm. around the country actually probably around the world but certainly in this country it's it's one of the top top places and I gotta tell you there's a reason there for is, it exactly
9: because it's amazing it is it's amazing. the coolest piece to play and it's the coolest piece to, to listen to that's it's, right really yeah it's, you,
10: it's there, huh? you have not lived trust me you jack All of our listeners, you have not lived until you've heard Anton. And I'm not just saying this. I have performed this piece many, many, many times. Mm -hmm. This is the most spectacular playing and the most interesting, the most colorful, the most virtuosic. It tells the story. Vivaldi, who was, you know, back in the 1600s. Um, was a, a Baroque composer, one of the giants, but it's like one of the very first programmatic pieces. So he's he's talking about people slipping on the ice in the winter mm. or the, the shepherd falling asleep under the, the trees in the summer because it's so hot and the dog is barking in the violas. and It's just the most descriptive Baroque music you'd ever hear. And Anton makes it absolutely magical. Yeah, it's just it's
1: it's incredible playing. I mean, I, Anton, just tell us about playing it because it's always it's yeah. always. Fun. I think yeah. people are drawn to it a little bit yeah. because it's got. Yep. It is this easy to understand. Okay, exactly. it's the four seasons, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Four different
9: feelings we all can kind of yep. relate to that. Yep. How does that translate to playing it? So, so for me, it's really cool because it's there's there's actual text. You know, there's like poetry in mm-hmm. it. So when I'm playing it, I can actually visualize exactly what Vivaldi was thinking. I mean, you can hear it in the music, but to actually play it and see the text and then have the notes then transform like into that text, is, um, it's just amazing to play it that
10: way. Well, and, and the, one of the kind of kicky things that I'm really excited about too is that there's going to be a PowerPoint. I mean, those yeah, sonnets. Yeah, the words. Yeah, that, the, the sonnets that he wrote uh, for each season, um, he would write above the, the line for each of those uh, from each of those signs above the music that he was describing, and that's what's going to flash up on the on the screen. So that when Anton is playing, all of a sudden you say, "Oh, that's the dog barking. Oh, <laughs> that's the summer storm. You know. Okay. Oh, that's the drunkenness of the fall feasts. You know. It's it's brilliant, and and and, and so you you, you get a, you get a real treat. It's like being and not just enlightened and entertained, but it 's just the edification of this great music well, it 's you know? interesting
1: because I think I know the spring piece better than any of them, just what com- comes to my head, but i don 't know. I don't think that I know the text that goes with it. So no, it'd be no, nobody to see does. It. Yeah,
10: it's just great music. But right. it'll just put that little ad as something you'll know right. what, what was going on in his head when he wrote the music. Very cool.
1: Good. Yeah, I, I'm 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 looking forward to to this whole thing. And then uh, you're going on to do some Bach after yeah.
10: this, is it right? Well, you know, we thought why not? You know, if we're going to do Baroque, let's just pick out the three giants of the Baroque right, period, right. right? Bach and Handel, yeah. Bach and Handel and uh, Vivaldi. I mean, yes. Vivaldi predated them a little bit, but Bach and Handel were actually born in the same year. Really? Uh, yeah, and and it's just it's brilliant music. It was from a, Bach uh period in his life where we you know when we think of Bach we think of cantatas and masses and 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 these religious motets because he was a, a Lutheran a musician, but he had this period where he was just with the uh uh uh, the Prince, I can't remember his name now, but um, he uh, uh, did only instrumental music. So all the unaccompanied cello suites, unaccompanied violin sonatas, and the Brandenburg Concertos and all that. Well, he wrote four orchestral suites, which is just a, a compilation of dances. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant, and it's quite celebratory because it's got three trumpets and timpani and three oboes and bassoon and all the strings. Uh, 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 is is a, a magnificent work. Followed by, can I just say, yeah, go ahead.
9: That the really cool thing for me is that Bach loved Vivaldi. So right, so so we have these two pieces right, and and we have Bach who actually like transcribed a bunch of Vivaldi stuff because he was really excited about Vivaldi. So we're playing a piece that was written about the same time by Bach as as when Vivaldi wrote the uh, the Four Four Seasons. seasons. Interesting. And you know why they're
2: doing them in this order, right? Why is that? Because once you go Baroque, you got to find your way back.
0: Ah yes.
10: I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm a buster. love Jonas. it. Great, wow. great, great. Wow. Oh, I love it. I, I don't know if I can handle that. But. <laughs> wow. Oh, <come>
5: on.
4: <laughs> no. Don't get me started. This took a turn.
10: (laughs) Uh, So, wait, are you going to be playing the harpsichord on this one? Well, for for the Vivaldi and for the Bach and for the Bach, I'll be conducting from the harpsichord. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and which is something I love to do. Which is really the convention. I mean, that's what the the composer usually did was play the either the keyboard or the the violin or. I I love it when it plays. Well, it's it's like Anton and I are doing chamber music. It's the, the connections and the orchestra sounding so fabulous. Um, then I we ch- I chose a, a piece to close, which is a kind of an aberration of the Baroque period, uh, and it's, again, a very popular piece. It's the royal fireworks music of Handel uh-huh. that he wrote for George II, and <clears throat> when he was commissioned to do it, uh, George II said, uh, Handel said, well, this is what I have in mind, you know, and they... Put them outside to do it, and George Zekka says, like, "No, no, no! I only want the the instruments of weaponry and, <laughs> and, and handle thought Oh God, I've just put up with you because he wanted the strings out there right. and everything. And yeah. they, but it is outside, so I, under- I understood that. So, like the first performance had something like sixteen oboes, and and twelve bassoons, and four million contrabassoons, and and these old instruments—the serpents, the sackbutts—and you know. All this are the, are yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just really crazy. Huh. So it it kind of gives the modern day performer a little bit of leeway on how you wanna what kind of version you want to do. Because he did rewrite it then with strings as a concert version okay. and all that kind of stuff. We chose the, the edition of Charles McCarris, and it's a blowout. It's just it's so much fun and so beautiful and so celebratory. You will go out of this concert just humming all those tunes all the way back home all through Christmas. Christmas and New Year's, nice. Wow, <laughs> there you go. Wow. Yeah, what,
1: what are you singing on Christmas Eve? Oh, <laughs> uh Christmas Carol. Music for the Royal Fireworks. <laughs> my, my favorite Christmas song, <laughs> Vivaldi's Summer. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs>
10: uh, uh, by the way, wh- how did? You, when did you learn to play harpsichord? Well, least, it, it was almost by default. Um, because when I was at uh, Swarthmore College, uh, we were doing, we did a lot of baroque music, and um, I was actually singing in the chorus. And the the person who was the continual player, the harpsichord player, fell ill. And so then <laughs> the chorus director said, come on, Polich, you're at the, you're at the harpsichord. I was like, what is that? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. Okay. Okay. Whatever you want. And then I just kind of fell in love with it because I realized that there was this, this incredible connection back to, you know, 300 years ago, yeah. 250 years ago that I didn't really know anything about. And it just got me into it. And, uh, anytime I do Baroque, if it's possible, I like to sit at the harpsichord because, Part of that is because when you're playing the harpsichord, your part is not written out. It, you follow what's called a figured bass. You look at the bass line, and there are all these little numbers underneath it, which tells you what the harmonies are above that note. But you could do whatever you want really? in between. So it's all it's improvisatory. improvisatory for me. Really? Yeah, and I just love doing that. I mean, it's like It's, it's like, like l- being playing jazz.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I would never
10: have <laughs> never no, associated it, jazz. the, the harpsichord with but jazz. But it is. But it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. You learn. You know, you learn the piano. You learn the guitars. You walk into a room, you see a piano, you can impress people. I suppose you don't normally want into a room and see a harpsichord just <laughs> that you can knock something out
9: and, and and you know play to the crowd for the other thing is the harpsichord is never in tune yeah right, right? Yeah. it just goes out of tune like it, immediately it's
10: exactly it's one of those instruments uh, somebody i remember um, uh, as a student at peabody and that was back in the 1800s some uh, I, I was asked to do something that w- that involved harpsichord and they said the harpsichord people said well, of course you know how to tune a harpsichord. I said no. I only know how to put it out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's good. this guys. I'm I'm curious. Baroque. You hear the. You know, it's just interesting to hear. Uh, you know, Handel and a thing like Music for the Royal Fireworks or, or or the Four Seasons because I know those pieces or I've heard them and mm-hmm. it doesn't go along with what my perception is when i hear the term baroque and yeah. it might mean that my perception is wrong no nope. but i you know i sort of think of i don't even know how to describe it but but just this stuff that doesn't not stuff that you'd be humming in your head when you right. walk out i guess it, it, is what i would say
10: because uh, probably because <clears throat> um uh, a lot of the music <laughs> and i'm guilty of this myself i i look at some of it there's a ton of Baroque music. I mean, a ton of it. You can't imagine the amount of repertoire there is within that period. And a lot of it is what I call sewing machine music. Yeah. It just grinds <laughs> right. over and over again. So it's a nice background. But then you get geniuses yeah. like Vivaldi yeah. or Bach or Handel. And, I mean, every single thing that they wrote is just, is spectacular stuff. What yeah. what
9: I would say is, you know, we're sort of used to, in our in our classical music sort of minds. We're used to hearing lush, you know, kind of full orchestra things and right. you know, the big stuff and it's really cool because you go in the sound is just amazing and it's like in all engulfing. But I think with Baroque it's it's like the energy mm-hmm. is just Intense. So if you if you actually go like to of Vivaldi Four Seasons, you just hear this this incredible amount of energy because the the sound isn't about sort of sustaining. The sound is actually about the the beginnings of things and things, things and always go, have direction. They always have. A, they always it have, have have that. Yeah.
10: And yet the, the the amazing thing is that these composers still were I mean unbelievably romantic in their approach to right. the colors and everything i mean and creative who, and creative, creative who could be more romantic than bach i mean he had mm-hmm. over 20 children mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, yeah Here.
2: oh there we go
3: that went
10: Come on, Caleb. I
2: know you have something there. Yeah, there was some for every season.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh wow! All right, the show is coming up on Friday, November third, seven thirty at the Leeds Center. Caleb, do we have some tickets We've to give away? We've got five
2: pairs of tickets. Right. If you text LSO to four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred, we'll select five of you and send you over to here, Ed. You know, play a little jazz with Vivaldi. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah,
10: yeah, the stars, there we go. And uh, Anton.
1: And okay. Anton. And of course yeah, Anton. Yeah, yeah. Well,
10: we're we're uh, we're Anton, look... the magnificent. That's Ooh, I, I like that.
1: There sounds we like go. you're
2: going to a magic show. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well it is. I gotta so. wear a sparkly thing <laughs> now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then and then Ed, let's
1: see, when are you when are you back then? Not
10: till the new year? Not till the new year. Okay. You know. So I would like to take the opportunity just to wish everybody great holidays, safe, healthy, good spirits, and enjoy it. And but join us on Friday night because it's so celebratory yeah. it'll just take you through the season very good
1: alright text in LSO if you want to win those tickets and we'd be glad to put you in the lead center to hear the show featuring Ed Anton and Lincoln Symphony Orchestra guys thanks so much it's Thank always good to see, to see you and we, we will you. talk to you next time yep. alright safe yep. travels it's 825 we'll take a break gotta check sports news coming up after this you are listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN when you're thinking Huskers boy
0: Nebraska pitch yourselves what a rally the Huskers poured it on it Eleven four in the 1st. Think. 1,499-3. KLIN. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick John Bishop. All right, 838. And it's
1: time to see what's going on with John Bishop. How was the... Uh... How was the Halloween population of trick or treaters last night in South Southwest Lincoln? I guess it's not really
3: beautiful south. South, uh, south, like it's more like South Centralish now. I know. Right? I still think I don't. I know.
1: I still think like 40th and Pine Lake. I consider Southwest Lincoln, which I realize on a map is definitely not Southwest.
3: Lincoln. Yeah, no, I get it because I mean Southwest is our neighborhood school, right? And Lincoln's kind of a funny town where the they, like if you look at the map of Lincoln, it looks like, like someone took a big old bite out of Southwest Lincoln, <laughs> right? Yes. If it was our perfect square, right. everything else is fine. But then Southwest is just like chomp. Yep. You know, you get to highway 77. It's like, Nope, no more. No, I mean, they start are expanding over things. there. Yeah. 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 With the, with the new casino going in and I know there's new apartments going in over by the ball fields along the highway. So yeah, it's uh, a, yeah. but no, it was a, uh, it was another light night. We have a, We still have a bowl full of candy upstairs, so... If you guys want some, we've got it. Yeah, we got. I, by the
1: end, it gets to be about 7.30, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, eh, this usually kind of tails off after 8. I'm just like, kids are coming up, and I'm just taking like a fistful and just dumping it in their bags. So you're welcome, parents, in my yeah. neighborhood. Like well, the
3: uh, the the grandkids, my, uh, my stepson Brian brought his kids over, and they, they did that for us. Good. You know, it was like, they were one of the last people there, so it was like, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs>
1: Yes. Uh, l- last night I, I did the whole, now that we've got a dog, uh, oh boy, uh, I, do, I don't even, I don't want the doorbell ringing all night and him freaking out and then pulling him back. So my new Halloween strategy for the time being is just sitting on my driveway, bring the solo stove over there, light a fire, bring a TV out, turn on the World Series um, and so that's that's my new tradition. And it was fine last night. It wasn't too
3: cold. Yeah, that's what we too did too. Windy, so, we had a campfire, yeah. you know, with the fire pit, sitting out there the portable fire pit and right. uh and yeah, it, it's it's just easier that way. Plus our house is kind of unusual cuz you know the the front door almost looks like it's hidden. So it's just easier if you just turn the lights on, you yep. got a campfire and everyone knows where to go and when you got a couple of boys who are willing to stand outside next to the fire and do all the work, I, that's nice. It was yep. it was easy for me. Yep. You know, absolutely. I have, I, then then I would come inside, look at the World Series, see that it was a blowout, and go. I think I'll go back outside by the fire again. <laughs>
1: Uh, you mentioned you you mentioned the casino and we we did a story earlier on the casino today because they had their uh they had their single horse race of the year yesterday John uh, oh, did 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 any of the horses escape <laughs> No now they've got an actual track now to do it on You so. remember that one though, yes. when the horse got away <laughs> I was telling Caleb about that like they yeah. just ran them they ran they ran them kind of a straight thing and one of they but they have to do it every year to be able yes. to do the simulcast but it was it's getting <laughs> it's getting more and more like actual horse racing Even though it was only a one-on-one battle this year, it was supposed to be three of them. One of them dropped out. One of them was a late scratch. So it was still one-on-one. But this is the last year it's gonna be that way. Like they're gonna do five full days of racing next year. That's good. Like like, I'm I'm just curious, though, in general, more about the casino thing. And I know it's still it's not built, right? It's not the whole thing like like, you know, it's going to be in a few years in the facility. Are you underwhelmed by just kind of how much it's talked about or a part of life in Lincoln or any anything like that. Like, if you had told me when we were doing our show there'd be a casino here at some point, I'd be like, "Whoa, oh, man, that's going to be crazy when that happens. Like, I don't really even notice at this point right now. I don't really ever no, hear anybody talk about it. Uh, it's no. none of that stuff. Even no, now you're right. sports betting. Like, can you imagine if we... If, if going back ten years ago, eleven years ago, when you and I did the show, we'd say, "Hey, one day they're going to have a live, they're going to have a sports book in Southwest Lincoln." Uh, like, w- w- it sounds insane at that time.
3: Yeah, um, no, you're, you're exactly right. And you know, we were the ones uh, that that you know discovered the loophole uh, on election night. You know, about hey, wait a minute, does this mean sports betting is coming? And you know, we mm-hmm. had the folks on from the War Horse, and and you yep. know, they pretty much confirmed it. And, and at the moment we were like, Oh, this is going to be great, you know, and then we found out, you know, there's going to be restrictions. And then Patty Pansing Brooks came along and said, Oh, if they're playing a home game. You can't bet on them. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of took a little the, the salt out, but you're right. I mean, just in general, just the casino in general. And I know it's there. And I, I mean, I'm assuming it's, you know, it's doing some business, but yeah. you know, the, the thing about you, when you think of casinos, You think about the big bright lights and the flash and all that other stuff and, you know, where it's located. And even with horseman's in Omaha, where it's located, it's not like it's. You know, we're not, we're, we're talking definitely not the Vegas Strip. We're not even talking about the row of casinos and council bluffs. Right. Yeah. And, and there it's more of a way of life. It's been that way for right. 25, 30 years. That's what I think of. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's what I think of because they're so visible when you're driving places. Right. Along but, the and, and they're all kind of bunched together, you know, right there along the river. Right. Um, and, 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 and while it's there and I'm sure they're doing some business, it, it, it doesn't really feel like it's been that big a game changer. Yeah, you know, and, and right, and and I don't even
1: yeah. say that to me. I, I don't even say that to like disparage it or anything. No, it's just,
3: it's just life doesn't feel as <laughs> changed as I thought it would. It's not as it's not <laughs> disrupted really I, at I all. Know. So yeah. I mean, it, it's it's you know both extremes in the debate are kind of sitting here going, um, okay, what's what, what was all the hubbub about? Right. You know, I mean, and, and and that's you know, I'm sure the anti-gambling folks will still say, well, there's people, you know. Whose lives are being ruined by it and et cetera, et cetera. But I think a lot of those same people would have had the problems anyway. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, now you can gamble in just about any conceivable fashion. You know, the only thing that we're really missing is the online component. Right. That is not going to happen in this state, at least for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, but, but folks have figured out workarounds to that. Right. So. It's weird. It's weird because like, There was a like
1: I went 20 years ago. My friends and I went to Vegas and we primarily hung out in the sports book then and while college football season was going on. And it was like we were really looking forward to that. And that was a blast. And we had gone up to Council Bluffs and done that um, before like that. And like it doesn't even, I don't know what's changed exactly, but like it doesn't sound like such a novelty anymore to me at this point. Like I don't. I I would have. Well, thought- I
3: think part of it is Nebraska was very late to the party uh, yeah. when you consider how all of these other states and it's not like all 50 states have now jumped in, but most of them have. But Nebraska has been rather late to the party. And so, again, a lot of the novelty has worn off and, you know, people have gone about their 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 daily lives. And, you know, and, and I think that was we I guess maybe we should have expected that, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's one thing, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know. When the Chick Fil A is opened, for example, and people are like, "Oh, I can't wait till we get a Chick Fil A," yeah, and now you've got it, and sure, they're still busy, they're still doing business, but you know that that anticipation of the of the forbidden fruit, if you will, um, is no longer there because it's no longer forbidden. Um.
2: It's yeah. Like, it's, it's also it's clear on the edge of town where, like, yes, right. Yeah. No, but exactly. Like, Location
3: is a big part right? of it. Location,
2: too. and because you can't do it mobile, like for the sports betting side of it, it's like, well, f- for where we live, I'm very near the station here. Right. It's like, all right, do I want to drive forty minutes round trip? Just to walk in for 30 seconds. I don't know. It's just maybe, and and I'm not a frequent
1: gambler, but like I I had a group of a couple of friends that we were all, uh, we went up to Council Bluffs once. We went to Las Vegas once. And like a a one time, but it sounded really fun to do it. And I, I guess I would have always thought if. I don't know if I've just matured and grown out of it, and not interested in it, but you can never even consider doing going over there. Well, it's not
2: fleshed out enough to know what it would look like. Maybe that's it too. And maybe
1: it'll be different. You're right. Maybe it'll be different if it's a, you know, a nice, you know, nice built hotel, restaurants, bars, all of. I'll be
3: curious. You know, you, you, Caleb mentioned visual. You know, visual and 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 when it's done, if it will be seen from the highway, right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, will it be will it be like your typical <laughs> casino where there's bright lights and things like that? Or is it just going to be something that's back there that, you know, there might be signs saying, hey, turn here for the warhorse," or or not, because the visuality of it is yes. is a big selling point. Yeah, right. And and, and it's it, it has to be has to be seen to be known. Right. And like I could easily,
1: John go go a year without driving in that area, in that specific right. area. The only
3: reason I drive in that area is because I live down
1: here. Right. I, I will, I, unless I'm trying to, I probably won't ever drive by there maybe once a year uh, or something like that. Um, all right, to Nebraska football, John, I, I kept saying, I said it after the Illinois game, I said it after the Northwestern game, I kept saying Nebraska cannot keep turning the ball over like this and expect to win these games. Turns out they can <laughs> um, like the, That is the most that the the sort of the dichotomy between mistakes that seem like they are just unforgivable and are going to lose you games keep happening yet. Uh, I mean, I was never really worried during the Purdue game. I really wasn't. Some other people no. were, but I, I really wasn't. I was never really worried all that much in, in any of these three games yet. The. The the problems kept happening the turnovers the the oblique moments kept happening it is just I, I don't really even have a question here but isn't it weird just how how different everything is right now and how what? this keeps happening and it works out
3: the the turnover luck has turned in, in a in a weird way it's not like nebraska is not no longer is no longer turning over the ball but look at the muffed punt Right. That that should have. I mean, you had three Purdue guys basically, you know, laying on top of Bullock, and the ball's right there, and none of them get it. And whoop, there's uh, there's Quentin Newsom, bang, right. right. You know, so some of it, some of it, the turnover luck is kind of changed. But when you have a great defense, and I've always believed this, when you have a a, a really good defense, you can you can um you can overcome a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And yes. We get it. You know, the schedule's not great. The teams Nebraska's playing aren't great. But you got to play who's on your schedule. And and Nebraska's, um, you know, taking a full advantage of that by being able to shut a lot of these teams down. The it, The thing that's probably most encouraging, and a lot of this is goes back to culture and development of your program, is learning how to win. And this team has learned... Or is learning in the process of learning how to yeah. win, and they're passing a lot of their pop quizzes right now. You know, I went back, I went back as far as the records, the complete records could go. I've never found in the same season a three game winning streak, at least a three game winning streak where Nebraska lost the turnover margin in all three games. Wow. So this is going back to the 60s. Wow. Um, that, you know, and, and keep in mind, you know, Osborne's team's kind of fumbled the ball a lot the option traditionally has always been a high risk high reward offense um now those defenses that's there's two things there's two things now you look for and i don't know if it'll happen this year but there's two things you kind of start looking for number one if you can stop putting the ball on the ground as much and two if you can get back more of those turnovers Right. And last week, Nebraska did get back some of those turnovers. Now against uh, Illinois and Northwestern, not as much. But if if you start getting a two thousand three, like, defense, remember, mm-hmm. we all remember that defense, yep. Bo Plain's first year, where they just they had a knack for the football, mm-hmm. right? They 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 ended up you know some garish number. I thought it was like. I can't remember the total uh, the, the total number of turnovers they got, but I want to say it was in the 40s. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, And and their turnover margin that year was, I've got the chart in fact and right in front of me, their turnover margin. Their, their, their <laughs> they were plus 24. Oh, my gosh. Turnover margin. I can't even plus imagine. 24.
1: Uh, can you even imagine what that would do to a season? Since it, we're it on the other side of it. it
3: it'd turn it completely on its head. So those are the two things you kind of look for, and if they can, if they can get one or both of those, then I mean the sky could be the limit. Even with a a challenged offense that maybe doesn't have as much of the top line talent, it, it's very encouraging. It really is. You know the the way that they've been able to win these games, and these will these will all pay dividends. As they move forward, even not even through the rest of this year, but into next year and beyond.
1: I've I've kind of a specific question about the offense for you. I'm I'm curious what you think on because I kind of have a feeling about it, but I'm curious if yours matches. Do you do you think the option is a good uh, a good option? Do you think the option is a good option for this offense right now? I understand that it's setting up the the long passes and has two weeks in a row, um, but. I think it's also got some other impacts as well. you think they're leaning on it too much, not enough or about right I, I
3: if I had a criticism, I wouldn't say it would be that they're leaning on it too much um i think I think what they could be doing a little bit better is establishing the running back earlier. you know, Emmett Johnson had thirteen carries, but you know five of them came on the last drive, the one where he scored. Um and and obviously the running back is part of the option because he's usually one of the options in that game. But you know, and I know there's been a lot of critiquing about you know Harburg needing to pitch the ball more. But you know, keep in mind the the options about timing and touch and you know having that you know spatial distance between you and Which, your pitch man and having all the. Uh, and those things are th- those things can't be picked up right away. You know, Turner Gill, Tommy Frazier, Scott Frost, all the great option, you know, Jerry Godowski, all the all the great option quarterbacks. They were doing it, you know, going back into high school. Mm-hmm. Harburg wasn't trained in that. Right. And so he's kind of learning this on the fly. So when people say, oh, he needs to pitch the ball more. Well, yeah, in order to make the option truly the option he mm-hmm. does. But I also understand why at times there's a hesitancy to do it. Because you've got, you've got to have that timing. You've got to have that space. You've got to be able to rep it and rep it and rep it. And that's hard to do in the course of a season while you're also getting ready for an opponent. So that would be my critique. I don't think it's necessarily being used too much. I would just like to see the running back maybe engaged a little bit more. And if that means more straight handoffs or pitch yeah. plays, like we saw earlier in the season. You know that would be good,
1: I agree with you it's not I mean you've got to rep it like crazy to get to get the timing yeah. to get all of those things and I just don't it doesn't quite it doesn't quite look right it doesn't look like they've been able to do that right yeah yeah it and, looks like it
3: looks like they're you know in in option football one oh one yeah I mean you know,
1: not you could go through and I'm sure compare to Nebraska's teams that were really used to running the option and it just looked more efficient. Um, from the beginning and look natural. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't quite. And, 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 you know, it's not a huge critique, but I just. I wonder if they're if if it's not especially against the the defenses that they've come against up against the last couple of weeks as well. So we'll see if that that stays in there, and it brings a turnover risk, more of a turnover risk. One with absolutely although, high risk, high reward although, offense. Although anything can be a turnover, <laughs> as I've discovered with yeah. this team, like anything can be. When a you turnover. can't catch the snap, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Prompt. By the way, forecast uh, for East Lansing. 53 degrees, mostly cloudy skies, uh, 24% uh, chance of rain. 53 is the high, so it probably won't quite be that warm. We'll probably be in the
3: high 40s, uh, mostly cloudy skies. So pretty much how I always imagine in East Lansing, I guess. Well, this is the first time Nebraska's played this early since the 95 game when Nick Saban was the head coach. Because, you know, you you think about the other games in East Lansing. There was the one mid-afternoon game that that, uh, Taylor Martinez rallied the Huskers, but the rest of them have been at night. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit different, but it's hey, weird over early than
1: 11 so. AM ones out there. That's odd. All right. Uh, good to talk to you, John. Appreciate it. Have a good
3: show today, and we will uh, catch up again next week. All right. I'm going to watch the uh, new episode of Winter House here on Peacock. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or Enjoy. Love Island games.
1: That sounds about right. That's what you're ooh, getting. Congrats. Ooh, teenage Kraken.
2: What you're getting. Actually, that one's not bad. My daughter enjoyed that. I'll, I'll Five nights it. at Freddy's. <laughs> my daughter would not have enjoyed that one. We did not I had My that. big
3: fat Greek wedding three. Uh, I don't know how anyone wouldn't want to spend 5 dollars What a, a deal. <laughs> what a
1: deal. All that and the game. All right, it's 856. Talk to you later, John. It's K L
0: I N. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on 1499. Alright, it's 858. Ellen today with Jack and Friends on KLN. Wrapping up our first show of November.
1: Tomorrow on the show, Ticket Thursday. Ooh, are we going back to current events quiz? The Ooh, generation right. collaboration is over. Who so wouldn't have Current by the events way? quiz. Stop. Uh, what do we have for tickets, I guess, more importantly? We've
2: got Nebraska Volleyball Ooh! when they come back home after this weekend because they will be hosting Northwestern
1: So next Wednesday. So it's a little bit of advance time for that, which is good. You can get your plans all set up, find somebody to go with. Might be, uh, might be what are we thinking of. We haven't done lie detector for a while. Haven't done a current events quiz for a while. We'll see what we're in the mood for. Haven't decided yet. We'll have Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers, joining us as well. Uh, also, Robin and Dave, the Grow Lincoln team, telling you about new restaurants, retail businesses opening, perhaps in your neighborhood as well. And then Friday, we will be on to the Friday Husker tailgate with Mike Schaefer, Kevin Suits, joining us as well. And don't forget the Turkey Drive coming up during the day on Friday. Come see us either at the Williamsburg or the 70th and Pioneer's High V's throughout the day on Friday. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 o'clock, and Lincoln.